0: Hello, this is Elizabeth Ficken and I invite you to study the Bible with me. In this season's podcast, I'll share the lectures that I've given as I've taught through the book of Micah to the women's Bible study at my church. The short book of Micah is prophecy which declares God's judgment against injustice, which will prompt us to examine how we live our lives and treat others. The book of Micah also declares God's overwhelming mercy to forgive sins. And it unveils the Lord's extraordinary plans for the nation of Israel during the Millennial Kingdom when Jesus Christ reigns supreme. Micah's name means, who is like God? The only correct answer to that question is no one. The message of Micah will lead us to know more about the character of our God and Savior and will lead us to honor and adore them as they deserve. we had some wonderful, fun weeks looking at the details of the Millennial Kingdom. There have been plenty of details in Micah chapter 4 and 5. And we've come to the end of chapter 5. We have actually seen more information about the Millennial Kingdom in our study of chapter 5. Before we leave that uh, future time period, and see what the Lord requires of us. I want to focus our attention on the king of the millennial kingdom. And I also want to begin with a little bit of a review of what Micah has said about the bad leadership of Israel because I want you to recognize then the contrast that we are given by the Lord through Micah, the contrast between the bad leadership of Israel at that time and the amazing leadership, the, the king who is coming from the Lord. So I have this book, The Illustrated Bible Survey, and it has a great little review of Micah 1, 2, 3. Micah laid the blame for the spiritual and moral corruption of Israel and Judah with their sinful leaders, with their greed and disregard for the poor. Their rulers had become like cannibals who chopped, chopped the people up and made them into stew. The prophets misled their people with their empty promises of peace for their own financial gain when the people needed to hear of the Lord's coming judgment. When judgment fell, the Lord would not respond to these corrupt leaders. When they cried out to Him, the Lord would give no answer to those who had failed to show mercy to others, and there would be no revelation from God to guide them through their darkest hour. After my talk, I could read that again and say, This is the difference. I mean, almost every line, every description, there is a positive statement about who Jesus the King will be when he is reigning over Israel. So let's focus our attention on the one described by Micah as the one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from antiquity, from eternity. I went ahead and gave you the list here. This is Jesus, born of Mary born in Bethlehem, a child born of flesh and blood. So he is man. The fact that we're told he is to be born in Bethlehem. I mean, that tells us he is a man. And this description also tells us that he, his origin is from of old, from ancient of days. I'm just reminding you of the words used there. Kadem to Olam, eternity past to eternity future. This tells us he is eternal. He is God. God, Well, this was about the birth of God, a prophecy of the birth of a man who is God. Try to keep this incomprehensible truth at the forefront of your thoughts as we consider other descriptions of the one who was promised by God. In this verse, Micah says that he would be ruler over Israel. This is the Hebrew word mashal, and it means what you think it means. A ruler is one who reigns. He has dominion and authority over his subjects. And based on all of its uses in Scripture, this word communicates that a ruler has authority. And people should have respect for the authority of this ruler. A good ruler is important for an orderly society and <laughs> Happy living. You probably could agree pretty easily with that. In scripture, the use of this word in various contexts teaches that the origin of all authority is in God himself. God is the authority and he delegates the authority to those he chooses. Jesus is the chosen one, the anointed one, the Messiah. All that means chosen and He is the one that God has chosen to be the ruler over Israel. So we can see clearly from Micah's prophecy that God is giving Israel a ruler who will be good. We're going to see that in the rest of the comments that I bring before you. Jesus' authority is given to him from God. So... What do we have so far? Jesus is the man born in Bethlehem. He is the eternal God and he is the ruler of Israel with authority given by God. All that's from Micah 5.2. Micah has given us other descriptions of Jesus, the ruler. In Micah 2.13, he is the breaker who goes before the sheep. The Hebrew word for breaker is often used in a military or disaster situation. And that appears to be the situation in which Jesus, the breaker, arrives to come and rescue his sheep, Israel. He rescues them when they are gathered together in the sheepfold. Perhaps that is Petra. This is at the end of the tribulation. And we see from his rescue and from this verse... The breaker goes up before them. They break out, pass through the gate and go out by it. So their king goes on before them and the Lord at their head. The breaker is powerful to take this action. He is unafraid in this disaster war situation. And he is successful. There will be victory through the leadership of the breaker. Micah 2.13 also states that he is the king. Very clearly stated. (laughs) And he is the Lord. And the word used here is Yahweh. So we are again seeing that the king of Israel is Yahweh, God, and he's the God man. In Micah 4, when the Lord gives the prophecy of the glorious future of the messianic kingdom, he says, Micah 4.2, many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways so we may walk in his paths for instruction will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Who's going to do the teaching? He will teach us. Who is that? It's not explicit, but given the evidence that we have of Jesus' life at his first coming, he was the teacher then. We can anticipate that Jesus himself will do plenty of teaching during the Messianic kingdom. So Jesus is the teacher of the ways of God. This ruler over Israel, the king, is teaching how to live according to God's ways. The next verse, Micah 4, 3, tells us, He shall judge between many peoples and shall decide for strong nations afar off. So Jesus is the judge and he will carry out his judgments righteously with the justice the perfect justice of god he will mediate between nations <clears throat> micah 4 7 says the lord will reign over them in mount zion from this time forth and forevermore the hebrew word for rain is melech which means to reign. It is also the word for the noun, king. And so he will reign. He will rule as king. And the wonderful important fact that we see also is that he will reign as king forever. So one more note. Jesus is the king forever. In Micah 5, when the birth of Jesus the ruler is prophesied, It's also said of him in 5.4, He shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. So look at your list of the descriptions of Jesus now. He is the man born in Bethlehem, the eternal God, the ruler of Israel with authority given by God. He is the breaker, the rescuer. He is king, he's Yahweh, he's teacher of the ways of God, he is the judge, he is king forever. You get the grandeur, the majesty, the authority of who he is. You can picture him in in glory and on his throne and just having that sovereignty over his people. The best, most wonderful sovereignty And he's called a shepherd. Now, I know you're used to thinking of Jesus as our good shepherd. So that's not a shocking term to you. But I want you to recognize how unglamorous the job of a shepherd is. Every Christmas, our family listens to the story of Jesus' birth that is told through the music of a program called Child of the Promise. And I want to share this song. There's a song sung by the shepherds who are out watching their flocks by night near Bethlehem. This song tells us about the life of a shepherd. Some of those lyrics were, they make little profit. They're financially ignored. It's lonely out here in this isolated job. Our position is without esteem. We are society's scourged. Shepherds are the lowest of the low. To be a shepherd was a dirty, stinky, lonely job. And they were taking care of stupid sheep and stubborn goats. All day, all night, all year. It is certainly true that a shepherd has many responsibilities and qualities that make him a good leader. And we will come back and consider those in a moment. But I want you to think about what's really being communicated When Israel recognizes and when we recognize that we need a shepherd to lead us, what does that say about us? It means that we are sheep. We are those stupid sheep. Here is a list of about talk about sheep. Sheep don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to go unless the shepherd tells them and leads them to the right place. Sheep don't forage around in the desert for the food. Lions and bears and deer hunt and graze for their own food. Even squirrels and birds find their own food. Sheep need to be led to a place where they can be fed. What do sheep do? They, get wa- they wander. They get lost. They get stuck in ditches and fences and crevices and hills. I took a walk yesterday near my house and I stopped by uh, a bubbling brook and I went closely to it off the sidewalk thinking about the sheep and I just thought, if some sheep came over here to try to get a drink of water, they'd fall in and wouldn't be able to get out. Do sheep clean themselves? No, other animals clean themselves. Sheep just get dirty. (laughs) Cats and dogs and even monkeys clean themselves. Elephants (laughs) spray themselves with water and mud. Sheep get muddy and get stuck in the mud. They need rescuing out of the mud. Sheep can't do much of anything to defend themselves. They just need to run away from danger. So they need a shepherd who is willing to defend them from their predators. They need a shepherd who is willing to put his own life at risk to protect them. We're going to consider the wonderful qualities of our Lord Jesus, who is our good shepherd, but just let us remember that we are his sheep, and that's not really a compliment. To recognize ourselves as sheep is to see ourselves as dependent creatures. We need a leader. We need provision. We need constant care, and we make mistakes, to put it lightly. So to recognize ourselves as sheep should humble us. I know we like to think of the, the, the pasture and fluffy little white lambs and you know the loveliness of the shepherd and the sheep. But just remember, it really is a description of our humility and our neediness. Now, consider that the Lord our God calls himself our shepherd. God is called the shepherd of Israel in the Old Testament. Jesus, the man, is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. But being a shepherd is a humble It's a humble role for Jesus. He humbled himself and he humbles himself serving as a leader, as a shepherd. So let's think about that. At the time of the birth of Christ, the time that Micah Micah prophesied of, out in Bethlehem, the shepherds who were watching their fields by night. Stephen Davy says this about the shepherds. At this particular time in Jewish history, the only people considered lower than shepherds were lepers. Shepherds are some of the lowest of the low. This was because shepherds were unable to keep all of the regulations of the scribes and the Pharisees. There were regulations such as washing hands at certain times and never touching blood or a dead animal. These were things that did not fit well within the shepherd's job description of delivering lambs, fighting off wolves, and eating outside on the hillsides without the benefit of purified water for cleansings. They weren't washing their hands before they ate every meal. According to the Mishnah, which was the book of Jewish writings that codified scribal law, shepherds were under the ban. That is, they were considered unclean. They could not worship or enter the kingdom. They were religious outcasts. By virtue of caring for their sheep seven days a week, day and night, they lived in violation of some of the religious custom or law then. They worked on the Sabbath because sheep don't take Saturdays off. Shepherds were under the ban. This meant they were disqualified from worship. But they were the first to officially worship the Son of God. So what is it about the shepherd? The shepherd lives with his sheep. He lives out in the elements. He's going through the things that they're going through out there. The shepherd is always paying attention to each one of his sheep. Counting sheep. Where are they all? (laughs) He keeps them close. He leads them to grass. He leads them to water where they can safely drink. And a shepherd does lay down his life. He puts his life at risk to rescue his sheep from danger. David told us about that. He told us about his own account. 1 Samuel 17, 34 and 35. David said, When there was a lion or a bear and it took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, if this lion came and attacked me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. That's courage <laughs> and strength. At the time of the birth of Jesus, shepherds were needed to do the dirty work of caring for the sheep, but they were not considered dignified. And Jesus called himself a shepherd. He took on this title. He took on this role for us. So how does Jesus, our shepherd, carry out his role? We're told in Micah 5, 4, He shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord our God. As a result of Jesus' strength from the Lord, the result is that his flock, his people dwell securely. And Jesus, as the shepherd king, is great to the ends of the earth because he is caring for his people As a shepherd does, he's taking care of them, protecting them. So hopefully you're adding to the description of the ruler of Israel, the fact that he is strong in the Lord and he reigns in the majesty of the name of the Lord. So he's a shepherd, but he is reigning with all the glory, with all the character, everything that God is. That could be another list out to the side. Think of all the characteristics and descriptions of God, all of his glory and goodness. Shepherds provide security for their sheep. Israel desperately needed security from invading nations. We desperately need security from all sorts of dangers, whether it is the danger of, our, of sin, the danger of our own self, the danger from Satan's attack. When Israel has security under their shepherd and when we have security because of our shepherd, then we have peace. And that's the next description that Micah gives us. It says in Micah 5, 5, he will be their peace. Jesus, the ruler, is, as Isaiah puts it, the prince of peace. Micah, whose name means who is like God, tells us who our God and our King Jesus is is throughout his book. And there is absolutely no one like him. God spoke through other prophets who also communicated the greatness of Jesus, the shepherd king. And I want to share from Ezekiel 34 how the Lord describes what it will be like when he is reigning as Jesus. Jesus is reigning as shepherd there they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel well you've experienced the millennial kingdom feast this is another way of describing that time and the Lord says I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down declares the Lord God so Ezekiel is describing the time when Israel is saved. They know Jesus as Messiah. They're in their land. This is millennial kingdom description. Through Zechariah, the prophecy was given, which Jesus quoted himself. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Jesus said it to his disciples, Matthew twenty six thirty one. Tonight, all of you will run away because of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Do you realize the shepherd was struck instead of the sheep? It should have been the sheep. It should be us who die because of our sin. We deserved to be put to death for our wandering, our sin, our rebellion. But God laid the judgment that we deserve on the shepherd. Now, we've seen that a shepherd puts his life at risk to protect his sheep. But does it make sense that a man for that animal? Does it make sense that the glorious God, man, Jesus, laid down his life for us, his creatures? We are created. He is not. He is an uncreated being you know that truth but it is so amazing it is so overwhelming that we can't think thank our good shepherd enough for what he did and he told the people he told his disciples we can see it come out of his own mouth that he knew he would do that for us he said jesus said i am the good shepherd The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's only working for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. That's intimately. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. You have seen the prophecy of that. Jesus is going to bring it all together <laughs> for the millennial kingdom. Jesus is also referred to as the chief shepherd. First Peter 5.4 When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. We're looking forward to that day. And in Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21, this prayer is wonderful. Now may the God of peace who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, with the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with all that is good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We know Jesus as the great shepherd who gave his life for us and he was brought up from the dead and he is alive and he is our shepherd to lead us, guide us, provide for us. Now, this is so comforting. He is the shepherd king and that is really an oxymoron. That is really a contradiction, a shepherd king the king of kings takes on the role of the lowest of the low let's honor and praise and thank and love our magnificent shepherd king who humbled himself as a man and as a shepherd and let us walk in humility knowing who we are and that's what micah said as well micah 6 8 let us walk humbly with our god as we remember our own behavior and our position as sheep and i'll close now with what is so familiar and what will be our declaration until there's no more shadow of death and no more enemies there will be a time where this part will be a memory and we'll thank god for what he did psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He will always do that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. We will praise the Lord with the last line forever. Surely goodness and mercy, that's hesed surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. I'm very thankful to know him as my shepherd. That's all for today. I'm Elizabeth Ficken. Thanks for studying the Bible with me.